here, and welcome to They're Coming to Read You, Barbara, a podcast book club. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rebecca. And today we're talking about The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yes. By Taylor Jenkins Reid. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Jenkins Reid uh, is an author. I have her other books right here. She also wrote uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. And Malibu Rising, okay. which uh, our friend Lisa told me that Malibu Rising is amazing. Oh, okay. So I haven't read it yet, though. Interesting. Uh, but she actually worked uh, in Hollywood in movies oh. as like a production assistant oh, for a cool. while uh, before uh, going back to teaching, I believe. Interesting. And then she was doing that part time and wrote her first novel. Very cool. Yeah. I like her writing. Interesting. I mean, like, it's... I'm a simple person. No, I think she's very good at amping up the drama. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she's very good at making... uh, Like, this book had a lot going for it in terms of, could I put it down? No. It's a lot of fun to read. Exactly. So, this book is about a movie star named Evelyn Hugo and her seven husbands. And there's a bit of a twist. We won't spoil the whole book, but it's impossible to talk about the book. Yeah. Without uh, spoiling a little bit. So, spoiler alert. Here it comes. Evelyn is a lesbian. So, she's had seven husbands. Mm -hmm. But basically, uh, all but like one of them uh, were a sham. She married them for some other purpose. Not Mm -hmm. because she was in love with them. Yes. So, we first meet Evelyn when she is a girl living in not so great circumstances. She has an abusive father. She has men kind of leering at her because of her looks. And she marries a man named Ernie to make her way to Hollywood because he's going to Hollywood. And then once she's there, she gets signed uh, as an actress. She gets signed as like a bit player. And she marries another actor named Don Adler, who is very famous. Mm -hmm. He's kind of like a Douglas Fairbanks Jr. because his parents are movie stars too. Yeah. And Douglas Fairbanks Jr.'s parents were Douglas Fairbanks and uh, Mary Pickford. So that's kind of who I pictured. Mm -hmm. And then she ends up uh, divorcing him because he's abusive and also cheating on her. And she falls in love with her co-star, Celia. Yes. And from there on, the book is mostly about that love affair. Mm -hmm. And what Evelyn does to keep that love affair a secret or to maintain uh, that relationship in her life. Mm -hmm. So she marries men to either cover up that she is a lesbian, or she marries men so that she can have a child, or she marries men so that she can be closer with Celia. Yes. Um, So what are your thoughts on this book? Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I read it in two sittings. So I read it to a certain point and then I was like okay I'm kind of losing interest now I think it was right before the Celia thing happened so okay. it was like I read a little bit and then as soon as I read that I was I was hooked and I read it all the way through yeah um, I am dumb I did not see that coming oh really <laughs> yeah. well I mean I did when it got closer and I was like okay this is getting suspicious yeah um, but then when it happened I was like okay yeah that's that's what I thought but I didn't like foresee it immediately like yeah know, so um, I liked it. Enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I thought it reminded me of Netflix's show Hollywood. Yes, very much. Uh, yeah, that's Ryan Murphy, right? Yes. It feels very Ryan Murphy, and that's what this felt like to me. Okay. Like yeah. I liked it, 
I did feel like some things, like it, I was not believing it at all. I mean, like I didn't buy it as realistic, but I think once you let go of that, uh, if you walk into it and you're expecting something super literary, right. I don't think you get what you want. Right. Right. Whereas if you walk into it and you're expecting like Hollywood schmaltz, mm -hmm. I think it's fun. Yes. It's a fun ride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I also, some things that like I didn't enjoy about it were some of the descriptions for me were less revealing and more just a list. So sometimes in the book it would be like, I walk into a room and there's a sofa and a chair and a table and also a window and the curtains are blue. And I was like, good Lord, what is happening? I don't <laughs> care. Or every character you met, it would be like, she's five foot ten, she has blonde hair, she has ruby red lips. And, and I'm like, I don't need all of this. Right. Uh, but uh, another thing that I thought was kind of silly was how much is made of the Oscars. Yes. Like, there is so much of this character wanting to win an Oscar. And I love the Oscars. Mm -hmm. I watch them every year. Uh, lately, with you every year. <laughs> uh, but even I was like, I don't need this much Oscar content. Okay. Uh, where the character, every single, like stage of their life they're like who's winning an oscar now it's not me i didn't win this year and i was like i just don't necessarily know if everybody fixates on it to this degree or if it's interesting in a novel to fixate on it in that dude to that degree. okay yeah um but i love the character of evelyn mm -hmm. uh and i'll be honest i did not really care for celia no, she's a bit of a drama queen. Yeah, I thought she was really mean at several points. Like, she wins an Oscar, and then she calls Evelyn and basically says, like, I'm more talented than you. Yeah. And I thought that was really shitty. Yeah, yeah. And right then, for me, I kind of expected Evelyn to give up on the relationship. Mm-hmm, yeah. But instead, that relationship keeps going all the way through the book. Mm -hmm. um, and Evelyn ends up marrying her best friend, who is also gay, uh, a man, and they have a sham marriage while Celia marries another man who is gay. And basically, Evelyn and Celia are uh, really the couple who are together. And Evelyn's husband and Celia's husband are actually together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which was cute. I right. like that arrangement. Yeah, so it gave me the warm fuzzies. Yeah, so I really like that. I also thought, uh, like, this book had a lot of interesting, like, cultural like stopping points like they bring up Stonewall mm -hmm. uh, so I enjoyed that kind of history getting in there at times I think because of the book cover uh, I got lost on what the time period was the book cover we've talked about this yes it looked very 30s yes but it does that's not when this book starts. No. Mm -mm. So this book starts like mid 50s. Yeah and I totally lost track of that and then it wasn't until they talked about, like, the LGBTQ plus stuff. Yeah. But I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so for me, that was a little vague. I also, there's a character, this book is kind of framed through another character. It's framed through Monique, mm -hmm. who is a reporter who is writing a story and gets roped into writing the biography of Evelyn Hugo. Yep. And for me, that character, totally forgettable. Yes. I didn't enjoy reading those parts. I, I didn't, didn't either. I didn't care. Yeah, I didn't either. I understood why we had those parts at the end, because there is a twist that involves that character. That's true. Yeah. But unfortunately, I didn't find that character 
like enjoyable through the book. Yeah. I didn't even particularly find the twist necessary. No, I don't know if I did either, because I'll be honest, it made me feel different about the Evelyn character. Yes. In a negative way. Yes. Which kind of threw off the book, because I think she was already really complicated enough. Mm-hmm. But... Agreed. Yeah, I did like her as a character up until that moment, but we won't spoil what that was. Right. So was she your favorite character? Oh, in the book? Yeah, I think Evelyn was my favorite character okay. in the book. Interesting. Who was your favorite character? Harry. Yeah, I liked Harry a lot, yeah. too. He was just so sweet. Yeah, Harry was And they sweet. had such a nice relationship. They did. I liked that they, as best friends, decided to be soulmates. I thought that was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me ask, what was your moan and groan? Your moan, your favorite part of the book, and your groan, your least favorite part of the book. Uh, favorite part was when they were all living together. Um, so Harry and Evelyn were married, and Celia and... I don't remember her husband's name, but... John. John, okay. And they were all living together, and they were raising um, the daughter. Connor. Yes. And uh, that just gave me the warm, fuzzy feelings. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I like that part, too. Uh, I think, for me, my favorite part is, uh, like, I loved the backstage Hollywood drama. Like, Mm -hmm. I loved uh, Evelyn being married to Don and him being abusive and cheating on her and then her falling in love with Celia. Like, I love that kind of uh, backdoor Hollywood stuff because, like, there were actors and actresses like that. Mm -hmm. Like, supposedly Joan Crawford was a lesbian and Mm -hmm. supposedly uh, she had an affair with Marilyn Monroe and then Marilyn was like, it was one night only. Don't expect anything else. I'm not interested. (laughs) Sounds about right. Right? And then, of course, uh, Greta Garbo had lesbian lovers. Mm -hmm. Marlena Dietrich had lesbian lovers. Mm -hmm. Marlena Dietrich had a husband... And she, like, it's her daughter's father. Uh, She had this husband she was married to for decades. And she still, like, they live separately. He lived in, like, a farm in California. And she continued to live in, like, these gorgeous houses. And they, like, were best friends. And she relied on him a lot. But, like, she was dating other people, like Joseph von Sternberg. Uh, And so I find that really fascinating. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because she had more of an awareness of how to order her life and organize it for herself right. while also keeping up this Hollywood facade. Yes, that's true. I can see that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, which, if you haven't watched the documentary, there's a documentary about Marlena Dietrich that was recorded in the last decade of her life when she had become a total shut-in and she kind of felt like she didn't want the public to watch her deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Because she was performing in concerts well into her 70s. And she actually would wear this special body stocking uh, that made gave her like an hourglass figure. And so people would oh. be like, Marlene Dietrich is so beautiful. Her body is so amazing. But what people didn't know was she was basically wearing like this very intense custom garment that she had to be helped into by like two people. Wow. Uh, Where can I get one of those? Right? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, everything about her was like, at that age, kind of a facade. Her daughter talks about it in her biography. Um, But after she fell off the stage in her 70s, she broke her hip. And she kind of just decided that was it. And she was going to retire from public life. Mm -hmm. And she lived in an apartment. And she never, like, rarely left her bed. And so uh, Maximilian Schell... 
contacted her about interviewing her for a documentary, and she agreed, but only if she wasn't on camera. So the entire documentary, it's like, all you see is shadows, or you see him sitting in a chair talking to this woman off screen. It's really eerie. It was so good. Sounds good. Yeah. So I love that. The rumors of, like, the sewing circle, the lesbian Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Like, the Rock Hudson's and things like that. Yeah. So I love that aspect. That's my moan. What is your groan for this book? Um, hmm. I think I didn't really buy the relationship between Evelyn and Celia. Yeah. Um, because they were always getting in fights where it was usually Celia who was being a jerk to Evelyn. Yeah, Celia wasn't very likable. No. So, like, even though she was, like, the love, I didn't really buy it. Yeah, I can agree with that. I also felt like she was just not someone I wanted Evelyn to be with. Evelyn just, to me, seemed far superior. Yeah. Like, she had a real fire to her, and I was like, ugh, why are you with this person who's kind of a drip? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, for me, I think my groan is going to be the dialogue. I felt like some of the dialogue got real schmaltzy mm-hmm. and didn't sound as, like, quick and smart as I wanted it to. Like, I really, like, I felt like this book could have been really jazzed up with, like, some Billy Wilder esque dialogue like in Sunset Boulevard there weren't any lines that like I read and I was like oh that's good yeah instead I was like the situation was good the story is fun but uh some of the dialogue kind of let me down and sounded very wordy like it definitely sounded written instead of how someone would talk yeah I can see that uh so are you ready for our game yes so, for our game, since it's The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, okay. I'm going to have you guess the movie star. Oh no. Based <laughs> on their marriages. Oh no. So, I'm going to read you a list. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Don't well. worry, I'll give you hints. I'll give okay. you hints. I'm going to read you a list of who they were married to. Okay. And then, if you need more hints, I'll give you more hints. Okay, can okay? you just tell me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first one is an actress. Okay. Uh, get ready. It's a long list. Okay. Burhan Asef Belge, Conrad Hilton Sr., George Sanders, Herbert Hutner, Joshua C. Cosden Jr., Jack Ryan, Michael O'Hara, Philippe de, Al- Philippe de Alba, and Frederick Prinz von Anhalt. Okay. I don't know any of those names. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot. So... My hint is, uh, she uh, came from a... Like, she also has famous sisters. Okay. Uh, one of whom was in Green Acres. Okay. And they're Hungarian. Uh, I don't... This is the hardest one, so don't feel bad. Uh... My only guess, because I don't know, would be... Uh, what's her name? Zaza? Yes! Zaza Gabor? That's exactly correct! Zaza Gabor! Okay. Because okay. I know she had a lot of husbands. She did, yeah. Uh, so, here we go. This is an actor. An actor. Janet Lee, Christine Kaufman, Leslie Allen, Andrea Savio, 
Lisa Deutsch and Jill Vandenberg. Okay. Most useful one on this is Janet Lee. Yeah, that's the only one I recognize. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who was married to her. He's the father of Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. I don't know his name. It's okay. You know the last name. Oh, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> and he was uh, in Some Like It Hot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I can see him. I love Some Like It Hot. Uh, I just can't remember his first. He has like curly hair. Yes, Tony Curtis. Tony Tony Curtis. Curtis. Tony, yes. All right, next one. That's okay. You're one for two. You're doing good so far. Not really, but okay. I mean, (laughs) honestly, is anybody else listening going to know this more than you? No. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Uh, An actress. Okay. Edward C. Judson. Orson Welles. Okay. Ali Khan. Dick Hames and James Hill. That's a lot. I would focus on Orson Welles. Okay. Okay. Still need a clue. Okay. Uh, This actress was actually a famous redhead, but she was born Mexican. Oh. Uh, What's her name? I don't remember. Rita Hayward. Yes, yes. (laughs) See, I can always see them. And that's okay! (laughs) Rita Hayworth was somebody I was thinking of um, when we were talking about casting (gasps) Evelyn Hugo. I can see that because in this book, she is uh, Latina Mm -hmm. and kind of, uh, in a way, is passing for white. Where she, like, kind of, she dyes her hair blonde and she changes her identity Mm -hmm. in a similar way. Which makes me think of Merle Oberon. Who's in Weathering Heights with Laurence Olivier. Oh, okay. She actually was Indian. Oh. And she was passing as white. Yeah. And she actually would have her mother dress up as a maid when people would visit her. Wow. And that is why Leslie Howard would not marry her, because she was not white. Wow. I know. Yikes. Uh, very interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next one. We only have two more. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is... Uh, this is a male. This is an actor. Okay. Ava Gardner, mm-hmm. Betty Jane Phillips, mm-hmm. Martha Vickers, Elaine DeVree, Barbara Ann Thompson, Marge Lane, and Carolyn Hockett. Oh, wait, and Jan Chamberlain. I can't believe how many there are. Yes, but surprisingly, here's, here's one of your clues. Okay. Judy Garland, not on this list. Okay. So, Ava Gardner. Uh-huh, Ava Gardner. Uh, you say like that's supposed to give it away. He, uh, his, probably for me, his most memorable role is unfortunately a very racist role in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, oh, um, I was just telling my husband about this role earlier because we were making a joke and I was like, oh, that's... It's so bad! Um... Yeah, I, again, can see him, but I can't see his name. Walt Disney's most famous character. Walt Disney's most famous character? Oh, Mickey Rooney! Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last one. Okay. Okay. Conrad Hilton Jr., Michael Wilding, Mike Todd, Eddie Fisher, Richard Burton, Richard Burton, John Warner... And Larry Fortinsky. Um, okay, give me a clue. Okay, Richard Burton's on there twice. Okay. 
And she stole Eddie Fisher from Debbie Reynolds. Oh, isn't this, um, yeah, her name is Elizabeth Taylor. Yes! Congratulations! You did better on that than you thought you were going to. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you give this book out of ten? Um, I'd say an eight. I am conflicted. Because, like, I feel... I enjoyed this book, but at times, like, I had to be like, I don't love this. Like, with some of the actual literary elements of the book. Mm-hmm. But story, I would go seven. Okay. Writing, I would go, like, a six. Okay. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Which, to be fair, that's my own thing. Like, I have trouble reading a book without looking at it as a writer and being like, well, oh, I don't yeah. love that. I can understand. Actually, I was reading a, a magazine... Your magazine. Um, There was an article in it that was, um, she was describing about how when she reads a book and if it's really good to her, Mm -hmm. she can't critique it because it's so good. Yeah. So she just like absorbs it for what it is and is like, when she's like, you should read this book because it's so good and I can't explain to you why it's so good. Right. That's that's my problem. Interesting. When a book is bad, I can be like, yeah, I didn't like this. I didn't like that. I get that. But when it's good and I enjoy it, I'm just like, yeah, I like the story. Yeah, and I'm actually more forgiving about, like, movies and TV shows. So, like, I watched Single All the Way, uh, which is, it was so, So it's it's on Netflix. It's like a gay Christmas rom-com. I thought it was so cute. And, like, then I went on IMDb and people were, like, slamming it. And I was like, what? It was, of course it was cheesy. Who cares? (laughs) And I feel like this is kind of the same where I feel like I'm reading it a little unfairly because I don't necessarily read this kind of book. Yeah. So I think if you're looking for something that's a little bit, like, reads like Hollywood gossip, I think you'll enjoy this. Yeah, because there are pages in it where they literally are, like, Hollywood gossip magazine. Yes, yes. So, uh, all right. What else are you reading, watching, or listening to right now? Uh, Well, The Witcher just came out, so started started The Witcher. Um, The movie that I just watched, like, not too long ago, but kind of long ago, but that I loved is Passing. I was gonna, that was gonna be my thing! I'm sorry! Damn that! (laughs) No, we can talk about it. I love that movie, and I love the actresses in it, and it was just, so good. Ruth Nega is so talented. She, really is. she is so like there is such an a magnetic energy about her. Yeah. Like in that scene where they meet over tea, I was like I could not take my eyes off of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tessa Thompson it, it really like delivers a great performance mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the cinematography is beautiful. It really is. It really is. And yeah. Alexander Skarsgård's in it, but like, oh. not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> no, his scene is horrible. Yeah, his, his, the two parts he's in are both like, mm. yes, somebody yes. had to play it, but I'm glad it's not me. Yeah, the, everything about that movie, I felt like it was a perfect length. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, because it's such a dark, like, it gets kind of dark and depressing. Yeah. And honestly, I think a short length for that is usually better. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, the scenes between the two actresses, the dialogue was great. That's a novel, too. Yeah, I know. So I will have to make some time to read that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, for our next episode, we're reading The House in the Cerulean Sea. Yes. Uh, which we both already started. I like it so far. Yes. 
It's kind of like a queer uh, Miss Peregrine. Yes, that's the vibe I'm getting as well. Yes. So join us for that. Uh, go to your library or go to your local bookstore and check that out. And until then, we'll see you on the next episode of They're Coming to Read You, Barbara! The music for They're Coming to Read You, Barbara comes from Eric Matias at www.soundimage.org.